Well, for those only listening, this isn't going to make sense, but I feel like um, a good old Southern Baptist preacher today. I've got my Bible in my hand. It's actually a breviary, but still, I've got a book, and I'm going to read out of it, and I'm going to preach to you from it, but uh, we'll get there. So there's something in the first reading that I, as many times as I've heard this reading, as I've read through the Acts of the Apostles, that I don't think I've ever picked up on before, Um, but that is, what is it? The simple line. Okay, so those who had been scattered by the persecution that arose because of Stephen. Okay, who persecuted Stephen? Stephen was killed by the Jews, the Jewish leaders, chief among them, Saul. So he, they were killed by the Jews. Then what does it say? It goes around to say that, um, however they were, where is it? It just says that they went and they preached only to the Jews for a while, which I think is crazy. Um, yeah, it's the next line. I should have just read. Went as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to no one but Jews. So they're scattered because of the persecution by the Jews, and then they go to the other places and preach to no one but the Jews. Like, that's doubling down. That's really steering into the skid. They are just going hard and unafraid, and I love it. Like, I so many times I'm like, I'm afraid to make the sign of the cross in public if I'm doing, like, you know, just random prayers on my own. Because, like, what if people look at me weird? But these guys were being actively persecuted, and they're like, yeah, 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 who should we go talk to? The ones persecuting us. Okay, maybe not the ones in Jerusalem, but the other ones that are persecuting us. And I just think that is so awesome to read that the, the early church, the, the apostles, are just unafraid. They're, they're unabashed to just go, and even if it's hard... They do the hard thing. They just want to be where the, I don't know where the conflict is, but they're like, who needs this the most? Probably the people that hate us the most. Their hearts need to be softened. They need hearts of flesh, not hearts of stone. And so they absolutely just walk into the fire and don't, um, don't back down from the challenge. Now, and it does say that they eventually opened it up to the Greeks as well, which is great. Um, because everyone needs this. You know, like we talked about yesterday, the sheep in the fold and out of the fold, they will all hear the voice of the one shepherd uh, and, and respond. So I just, I don't know, I really like that it gives us that detail, that the early apostles are unapologetically just hardcore about preaching the gospel. So that's nice. Um, moving on to the saint of the day, uh, Vincent Ferrer, happy feast day. I think when one has the ability to convert in so much power and mass that uh, people hide their young children or their, their young men from hearing him preach because they're fearful that they'll go be priests after him, one is foolish to really not use his own words to preach from. So from the breviary today, um, it's very short. It's only about 45 pages, so I'm going to read it in its entirety. Uh, the... This short stanza from On the Spiritual Life, uh, which I just bought, by the way. (laughs) Totally going to read this in full, um, but that's on my own. Anyway, he says so much that is so compact and just beautiful that I want to talk about it. So he says, when you treat virtuous and sinful acts in your sermons and exhortations, use simple language and sensible idioms. We could really just make a whole preaching class on that. Give apt and precise examples whenever you can. Each sinner in your congregation should feel moved as though you were preaching to him alone. Your words should sound as though they were coming not from a proud or angry soul, but from a charitable and loving heart. And that's how I imagine Jesus 
speaking to everyone he encountered. That's why the disciples follow him. That's why there are people that are just willing to completely go in the face of everything that they know because he sounds like he's talking only to them. And we always talk about, well, if you were the only one, Jesus still would have died for you alone. Well, it's true. And I'm sure that he, he made the soul that he was talking to feel like that. St. Vincent continues, Your tone of voice should be that of a father who suffers with his sinful children, as though they were seriously ill or lying in a huge pit, and he struggles to free them, raise them up, and cherish them like a mother, as one who is happy over their progress and the hope they have of heaven's glory. I feel like this really sums up religious life and or priesthood, in that while we are not biological parents, I think we know the deep meaning of compassion, Compassion, meaning to suffer with. I mean, like, as we walk along with the lay faithful, it's so easy to just see, like, wow, you're doing really good today, or wow, you're doing really terrible today, but I'm with you in that no matter what. Um, I, I, I really enjoy that part of priesthood, at least, the, the being able to walk with people in their wonderful and terrible times. He continues, This way of preaching has proven profitable for two congregations, for an abstract discourse on the virtues and vices hardly inspires those who listen. Now, this next part may not be applicable to anyone else but me or other clergy listening, but uh, it's very, very applicable. When hearing confessions, you should always radiate the warmest charity. Whether you are gently encouraging the faint-hearted or putting the fear of God into the hard-hearted, the penitent should feel that you are motivated only by pure love. Therefore, speak in a pleasant, friendly way before you use words that will prod his conscience. I can't tell you how many times uh, I have walked into the confessional either angry or lazy or just not in the right space to hear confessions. And then the Holy Spirit just comes through that little screen and it just overpowers me to where I think I'm going to answer this person in some way. And then I end up completely going in some other direction um, that they need to hear. Like, I'm not taking any credit for it. So the, the Holy Spirit is felt so, so deeply by the priest in uh, the confessional that it, it's just, it's overwhelming for me as the priest. Um, and I hope for the penitent to hear what they need to hear, but it absolutely must come from a place of charity. And um, even when I'm kind of putting the screws to someone and as he says, putting the fear of God in them, like it's still done out of a place of charity. It's still done like a coach to an athlete where um, you, you push them because you expect them to be able to perform and you know they can do it. And that's a very interesting thing, not knowing who's behind the screen, not knowing anything about their life, but listening to the Holy Spirit that's like, no, you need to go hard right now. Or conversely, you need to back off right now. You need to be a lion in the pulpit, but a lamb in the confessional as uh, St. John Vianney says. Finally, if you truly want to help the soul of your neighbor, you should approach God first with all your heart. Ask him simply to fill you with charity, the greatest of all virtues. With it, you can accomplish what you desire. And now that part is applicable to everyone. Like the, the greater amount of charity we have in our hearts, the greater uh, or the more quickly, the more wonderfully we bring about the kingdom of God um, by treating others with charity, by going and speaking to each one as if he were the only person, she was the only person that matters. And you're speaking to them with that charity that we receive first from the Lord um, and then we give to others. 
And why are we able to do this? Why was St. Vincent able to do this? Because he recognized the oneness that is the body of Christ, that he recognized the, um, we are the body and Christ is the head. And if Christ is the head and he is one with the Father, then when we are one with, with Jesus, we are one with God. And we, um, there's, there's beautiful unity in that. And we cannot expect to, to ask for charity from the Father uh, if we are not then willing to give it to others. Um, because that would be disunity in the body, and that's not what Christ calls us to. So on this, the feast day of St. Vincent Ferrer, we absolutely pray for an increase of charity in our own hearts and among the world, um, and that he may intercede for us in a glorious way that we can always treat each other with dignity, respect, honor, um, and just that, that love that the Father gives to us, that we can give it to others.